podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Sam Smith. Good evening. And Craig Devine. Hello. So we're going to get to the big news first. Like we kind of teased this on our Discord um, for our Patreons. Obviously we run a monthly Patreon prize. Congratulations to Cameron Kidd who won last month's um, Patreon which was a £50 club shop voucher to buy himself the new kit or whatever he wants but probably the new kit um and you know we've given away a long line of like fantastic prizes so, like um we've given away pies what, pies that arrived out of date and uh, it was actually a player's dad who won it so um uh, <laughs> we've given away a signed tops card from uh, that was signed by trevor carson yeah, in fairness, some of the prizes were good. Even like the ones that we gave out at the live show as well were tremendous, man. Uh, some of them are very inconsistent, a, let's face it. A voucher to the world's prestigious Paisley Craft Beer, someone won. Um, we've also, what else have we given away? We've given away loads of stuff. Like, yes. Oh, we've two, 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 uh, two tickets for um, uh, the Terrace live the terrace. show. Tell you what, we're not giving away as much as Ross County gave away in this opening 15 minutes of this game because they're about to get down to 10 men here. Nice. However, this month, the month of June, if you are a Patreon member, you're automatically entered into the draw to win a season ticket. This is the biggest prize we've given away and it's all thanks to our Patreons that has allowed us to save up to do something like that. You know, we were toying about what we, we could do for ourselves, whether we, we we sponsor something or whatever, and we've actually just decided that we want to give the money back in to the community, and we're going to buy a season ticket for someone. So if you do win, however, and you already have a season ticket, you can give that season ticket to a friend or family member that you want to bring along with you, someone that you know who goes to the odd game but doesn't go to the mall because they can't afford a season ticket, that's perfectly fine. Or if you want, you can donate it back in and we'll spin, again, spin the wheel again and find out who it lands on and give it to. Um, I always th- It's quite funny that we have a lot of family members in the... the uh, the Patreon, like who are Patreons who are in the competition prizes. None of them have won anything yet. See if one of them draws out. We're going to have to explain a lot. See the if Babby's that... sister's name comes in the wheel. Can she fuck? Redraw. Redraw. Rose, uh, Rosie or Billy, who's technically a misery hunter by default, can't win this. So. <laughs> oh, well, that goes to my dad as well, who lives in Spain. Um, and my dad. And your dad. Uh, Mark's uh, sister and sister's boyfriend or fiance. I don't know if they get married yet. What, they were away for a stag one or two. I don't know. The one that pays too much money for us because he signed up in France. Thank you. But you might not very, very this. funny when, uh, when <laughs> Janie Lowborn wins it for this month. <laughs> I get commentary. I don't need to go see. I get in for free. It's fine. It's just big time show. It's five it's... minutes into the podcast. Though. Of course. I know. And the fact is, like, even if it's like I've organised it and it turns out I couldn't go to the game, but then I learn that I can. I have that hierarchy where I can just kick one of you off and be like, right, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this. That's the perks. One day you'll get to be like me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all that aside, we've got a game of football to talk about that we probably wish we didn't need to talk about. It was a bit of a dead rubber. Both teams didn't really have much to play for. It was very much played at a pre-season friendly pace. 
Um, we did, however, get to see some some players we've not been able to see much of. We got a a, a first start for Peter Orminski, maybe his first last league start. First league start. Yeah. Um, we also got to see Kaelin Boyd Muntz. We saw more of Lewis Jameson. Um, Kenny Offord came on. Um, sorry, Kieran Offord. Kieran Offord came on near the end. Um, whatever. <laughs> we also got to say goodbye to Richard Tate and um, Aye, Charles Dunn. Charles Dunn. Joe Shaughnessy, which we'll all talk about later. But we'll talk about the game itself. Uh, both of you guys were also there. <clears throat> What's your thoughts on the match? I don't know. Uh, that covers it. You've, you've pretty much yeah. nailed it. We don't need to talk about a shite 3-0 defeat total. Just, I, We've got minutes to make up, so we need to, we need to talk about a bit. So. I think we really need to go into too much detail. I think you were, no. you're bang on when you said it was played at a proper pre-season pace. Uh, kind of few shining lights. I think Boyd Munts looked, uh, looked really good. I, I, Boyd Munts did look really good, and I did turn around, and uh, I think me and um, Mark said on the commentary that very much reminded us of um, Ethan Erehon this season, you know, the way he played, cam on the ball, good passing, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like, uh, obviously when Strain went off injured, he kind of took over free kick and corner duty, uh, wasn't the uh, best delivery, delivery, but you know. Um, I think I think he's, he's delivery, like, from, like when he's on, if he's on the ground when he had the ball and at his feet, his passing was good, he had a good range of passing, he played a belter, a side-footed pass mm-hmm. through, uh, I think it was Maine in the first yeah. half as well, but I think you were again bang on what you said about the, the kind of similar style Ethan. I think obviously when we were speaking to when we had we were talking to O'Carroll mm-hmm. after the game, me around that he that was the first thing he said. He said he's a very, very similar player and profile mm-hmm. Ethan and that was why he was brought in. I said basically so if, he, if he'd had some more minutes under the belt he'd be with Northern Ireland this summer. And yeah. the fact that yeah. he he kinda gave us the little exclusive that um he'd signed on for the extra year plus he can get another year after that depending on on his appearances but he says look we've got a very good player on his hands um he over hit at one pass and he says that that's very unlike him he's never seen him over hit a pass in his in his life that's the kind of standard Aye. he's got and he's very much an international midfielder that we're very lucky to have i think he might be a massive part of our season next season it was quite animated as well mm-hmm. when we talked about that overhit passes. Oh no, he never does that in training. That's mm-hmm. just not like him at all. But they obviously Such an they think this guy. He really is. I speak really well. Um, but they obviously think really, really highly of him. Now, yeah, I thought he had a good game without being exceptional. Let's not get yeah. carried away at all. But he was always brought in for as somebody that was going to get five, ten minutes here or there. Obviously, he never really got that much time at all until the, the kind of last couple of games, and then. Was it the Dundee United game he played? A, Dundee United, he was chunk. on for about four minutes. I, I don't, well, I don't did, know if there a, might have been a thing, you know how there was that whole thing where Middlesbrough hadn't officially released them, and then yeah, so there might have been was, something reason. Was that not on April Fool's? Was oh, that on April Fool's? No, because sure, Middlesbrough actually tweeted, did they not, saying that that, has, that no, was that now was uh, David Nicol. That was David Nicol that fucking it? done that and made me shite myself. So oh, I, I thought, <laughs> oh, I don't even realise They're very good April Fool's. Fair enough. Still convinced me even till just now. But I, I think I think Boyd Munch looked good. I think again, uh, Richard Taylor looked looked brilliant yep. up until he came off. Yep. Uh, again, just looks. I think I said that when we were on the Discord uh, after the Celtic game. I think he looks to be probably everything that Dunn thinks he is. Mm. Uh, probably a younger age. I think Dunn likes to. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not. I'm not slandering Dunn at all. I just think Dunn has his limits. But I think Taylor is. You can see why he's played left back. Been a lot more. He's 
used to having a lot more of the ball than McDonough's done. He's pretty much getting the ball out of his feet, had it cross field forward, which is fine. That's what he's instructed to do. Mm. It's not a slight on him, whereas I think we can probably trust Taylor a bit more with the ball. He's really fast, big, strong guy. He can, he's got the ability to dribble by players as well, which is mm-hmm. it's pretty scary to watch, but yeah. I think it's a, a very good trait to have. And again, that was another one that uh, O'Carroll was talking about uh, when we mentioned him at full time. O'Carroll, again, just buzzing off of how good he was. Like seeing we've got a, a real player on our hands, a guy who's got. You know everything, everything there possible to make it to the top. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aye, I, I'm a bit more. I think a few months ago, when I had heard that we were likely going to be losing, done, I was a wee bit worried. Probably not worried at all. I think between Taylor and one other left footy centre half, will be, mm-hmm. will be absolutely fine. I don't want to be like yeah. too hard. Sure that, um, I'm not sure that Taylor was initially the kind of the, the thinking behind when Dunn goes, we've got a replacement there, but. He's done his chances no harm at all. Um, there's a lot, a lot less kind of panic over done leaving the last few weeks, and I think that's kind of told in the fact that Taylor started the last most games after the split. I think mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time Dunn even started the game. See, I, I don't want to be too harsh on Dunn here, and I don't mean it like, uh, but with um, Taylor, there's maybe a little bit less arrogance to that sort of role because you know he's been at a big club, but however. It's whatever's not worked out and he's had to drop into the non-league and then the Irish league and stuff so he comes to this role with a bit more of an eagerness to prove himself and an eagerness to learn and and like establish himself at a, a sort of much we are a Premier League club like top six pushing for Europe and this is um, his short window yeah. to, to get back mm-hmm. down to England which is fine like that, that's that's what guys are going to sign for us for it's the same as Celtic I've seen the same thing just now with going on about post the like that is what we are, we're a stepping stone club and so are Celtic in the grand scheme of things and I think in Taylor's case it's fine, Taylor comes, Taylor has a I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if clubs are stiffer about Taylor this summer Mm -hmm. I think he's only, what, Taylor's only 24 for a defender, that's relatively young so he's he's got plenty of time to go and play at a much higher level than this, which the management team seem to think they can mould him into someone who can do that and I mean, Robinson's very loyal to the players they have. So if he does ever like move on to a bigger club, might come sniffing for these sort of guys that he knows and trusts. Yeah. Um, a- a- another performance we can talk about, and probably a wee bit more defining on this game was Arminsky. Uh This appearance only kind of kind of showed like, how lucky we are to have Trevor Golson, uh, Trevor Golson, <laughs> Trevor Carson as a goalkeeper. Trevor Carson is a as a good goal uh, as a goalkeeper. Like um, I'd say, uh, the, obviously it's a bit difficult to to come in and command uh, that defense for like one game in your cameo when you know you, you're not like the main number one goalkeeper. But it, for such a big guy, he had a very little presence, especially with dealing with crosses and corners yeah. and stuff like that. It was... I think it's it's a, a criticism of people that when they see a, a kind of bigger goalkeeper which fair enough like yeah you can kind of justify but I'm going to jump oh, to the defence of him because you got right a with him in his shirt <laughs> nah, but like every every goalkeeper's different like you'll get guys that are you know half his height that are like like Carson who's like Jack Carson Jack Anik who are six foot six foot one they're not particularly big and like the goalkeeper like kind of world but they both come out they're really they command and they come out and get crosses like, and sometimes you do see it as bigger guys that are a bit more reluctant like Craig Gordon Alan McGregor 
both two big guys, but they don't like coming for cross balls. And it kind of looks as if they're not commanding an area as such. But I think probably why Arminski never looked as good is because he's not played football. And mm. see, when you've not got reserve football under 20s, like, I mean, what? Arminski played three games at the start of the season in the League Cup. And then he would have played maybe two or three for the B team in the in the Bells Cup or whatever it gets called these days. Like you would have, he's probably played like five or six times. He's not playing every week. All he's really doing is training and it's it's hard without reserve football or a kind of youth league for these guys to play. I mean he can't play in a youth league anymore, he's he's twenty four, so what it sounds like is you're football. is you're now throwing your hat behind the B teams entering the league setup. I don't, I don't agree with the B teams as such, but I do agree that there needs to be like a yeah, there needs to be a, needs to be a, a B league. Aye, mm. there needs to be some, some kind of concept that isn't isn't the solution that they're trying to put forward and kind of show. I think in, there, but... there needs to be something. It's not not even just for Arminski. It's probably for the benefit of guys like Fraser Taylor, mm-hmm. Luke Kerry, like Aidan Gilmartin, Lewis Jamieson, Kieran Offord, like all of these guys, like could benefit from playing 70, 80 minutes on a Tuesday and then. They're ready to go on a Saturday. They've got that match fitness. They've got that sharpness. They're playing against men. You know what the level they've got a kind of a rough grasp of what the level would be like, and it would only benefit them all round. But we don't have that set up, and I think as such, we've seen that kind of lack of sharpness. Probably, probably only really for the second goal. I think it was where you did really see it. I think Sakala does really well. To be honest, I think Sakala on his day is tremendous. He, he made him look really, world class on Saturday. At yeah, times. He, he done he done really well to get in shape on his right foot. Yeah, it's went through a crowd. Arminsky's not reacted as well as we probably hoped. But listen, he he'll know that himself. And I think if he's still kicking about at this age, Langfield must see something in him. And um, I think with Langfield's judgment, a goalkeeper sound he's managed to make guys better and I think in terms of being a goalkeeper Arminsky's still really really young mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys out there like you look at Robbie McCrory at Rangers who's a similar age he's only played six first team games for Rangers I think Arminsky went out maybe played maybe eight or nine times for Stenia last year like it, it's hard to do it's really it's really really hard to, to break through as a goalkeeper but yeah I'm guessing if they're, they're handing him two year extensions every now and again mm-hmm. he must be worth having around yeah, fair enough. Aye, aye. It's, a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because he's he's there to fill in if Carson's injured or yeah, playing in the League Cup or coming on at the end of the season when it's meaningless. It's like you say, he's not going to get a a run at it at all. So aye. does he end up does he end up going back out and loan and you sign an experienced pro as a backup and then that's I a waste of money when you've got someone sat on the bench? I think that's probably I think that's probably a route they could look at to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's finding a guy though that you're comfortable enough having around if something was to happen to Carson which Aye. in turn costs money and I think for, for the most part we had that with Linus we had a guy who was relatively cheap and when he played and didn't have a sustained run in the team it was fine for the odd appearance here and then it was when he was playing three or four games in a row Aye. you did begin to see right this guy isn't that good but that's just the nature, it's probably something Robinson would need to think about doing with the budget himself. So, aye. I believe you've said that about Dean Linus when you've got his shirt up on your wall. 
somebody won that. That was a Patreon prize. Aye, that was Dean a Patreon prize. Was Someone wore a signed match worn. Was it signed by Dean Linus? Aye, it was match worn. See, I mean, these prizes are so inconsistent. Aye. <laughs> what? Aye, it was. Some... The Arminsky ones uh, definitely not getting. Uh, yeah, that's getting framed quite like that. Well, well, now we don't need to talk about the game anymore. We can talk about nah, the afters. Well ha- we get invited well done. on. Rangers won, a, Rangers won a fucking dead rubber. Congratulations. Mm. Well done, lads. So uh, we, we got to go on the pitch afterwards, like as an invited, not as in like a lot of you people, like children ran. See when the children run on, that's fine. But see you all of a sudden when like your mad teenagers are running on, that's that's when you're like, right, you're a wee bit too old for this now. Right, people with full time jobs. Mm. And if you lost a pair of AirPods that I found on the pitch, then hard luck. No, I mean, I handed them into reception, but still. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we 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 got to see some, like, I think from the body language alone, I think we realised Main was away. He was the last player Aye. left on the pitch. He was walking about with his top off, looking absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, pictures everywhere. Aye, like please, Missy's his time. Yeah, sat, yeah, sat in the dugout for a bit with his missus, that aye. kind of thing. Um, I know but, he was with his family and that, but he definitely had a wee bit of an aura. Kind of aye. right, I want to take it in, just kind of leave me alone. Yeah, please. He kind of just yeah. I walked slowly for a bit as well, especially because obviously he used to play with Aberdeen with Scott Wright. So it was a bit when Scott Wright um, came out and was speaking to him, and then he kind of left him to speak with his missus while he just kind of wandered about himself. Um, Aye. Uh, and obviously his kid was probably on the pitch was the the best highlight of that game, and the fact that we got a photo like with 100%. Richard, we got a photo with Richard Tate, and then um, Maine's kid then jumped in the photo with us, which was funny. I really hope that kid makes it because the name Maxi Maine is outstanding for a footballer. Aye, and the fact that we can then show them is like if they're a professional footballer. Look, this was you jumping in our photo. Uh, but yeah, phenomenal. The kids running about at full time and tripping each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Be- better than the, the ninety minutes before it by far. Aye. So much better. That was it was good to get round. You know, it was nice, nice nicer James to mm-hmm. they sort that for us again. Uh, Getting to see Cur- Curtis Main's thighs that up close and personal, they Aye, are see, unbelievable. See, for people who think, who obviously Curtis Main's a big guy. See for defenders see being up close to that guy uh, that how wide he is like how mm-hmm. thick his arms and his legs are you're like just think to yourself like if that guy's running at you at full pelt what's the point he's shoving every single guy in the league off the ball he built like the side of a house mm-hmm. I've never ever seen anyone that like defined up close I mean apart from Richard Tate when he stopped off that yeah. was you missed it because you were, you were talking to um, Kenny Offord and he stripped down into the in the tunnel to give his shorts to a kid. So like he was just I mean, walking around his we pants. We try to go, Sam, 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 and just <laughs> not having that thought. Nah, it was good that, talking to like O'Carroll, seeing me mm-hmm. up close, like um, getting a picture with Robinson and that. But the the by far the the best moment was Scott Arfield walking. Oh out. yeah, I knew you were going to say that. That was awful. I've never seen someone lean that far back when they're walking. Uh, it was a, a, a swagger and a half. It's always just presumed that it was something they put on for the cameras. It, it that, was that com- that combined with the look on his face, looking a bit going, the, who's looking at me? I'm a fucking ticket. But it's the way he walks as well, we, like, where he's almost like trying to push his front teeth out at the same time. Like, aye, aye. Is, uh, aye. Just, a, guy who, uh, a guy who Kirsty claims I look like. What are you doing a wee bit? Just do a wee salute. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't walk about with a swagger like that and salute though. So uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm my own man. 
even better, I think he might have heard us all burst out laughing at it. So, uh, if you he, if he didn't hear that, I'm hundred percent certain Michael Beale heard Sam shout "Holy moly" when he came out the the tunnel. <laughs> it was the the size of the. It was just I couldn't understand the fact that he walked out like that. Like the just why are you walking about like that? Why do you have a swagger? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I couldn't believe it. That's a heart yeah. signing and a half in it. Like you can. Yeah, by the way, that swagger's going to be in ten castles. I would absolutely love him to sign for. Oh no, hundred percent. But like, it won't happen. Aye. Um, Aye. And I You're also, uh, I also won't repeat what because um, this is a family podcast. I won't repeat what Mark said about um, uh, Curtis Main's abs or what kind of substance that he would like to leave all over it. But um, <laughs> right, you know, right, you know. But. Yeah, I honestly can't believe the like it is crazy to think about, it. and we'll we won't do a season review that'll come next week. But like um, this season's been nuts. The fact that we found ourselves in a position that we're just like walk like left unattended, just walking about the pitch. It's class, aye, aye, brilliant, aye. And um, I went to sleep that night with Tony Watts training gear draped over me. I will say, <laughs> I don't know if this will like might be a Patreon prize in the future, but like. Because I don't really know what to do with it, but we got also get Joe Shaughnessy's well, training. Wash it for a start, please. Wash it for a start. I will say it was the wettest thing that was ever I've ever held. Not even one part of it was dry. And do you know what? It is absolutely boofing how smelly it is. And do you know what? It's absolutely shameless how many St. fans who have been in my shop who I know will be listening to this where I've went, Do you want to smell Joe Shaughnessy? And they've all said yes without even asking what <laughs> they just go, Yes. And I'm like, here, smell that. <laughs> so Jesus. you get that service if you come to Paisley Craft Beer the now as well. If you come in and ask for the Joe Shaughnessy special, you know, uh, yeah. sniff. That, someone that did say I should put it in a second is going to find its way onto um, out of context <laughs> as they hurt us, isn't it? Just do you want to oh, smell Joe, Joe Shaughnessy? Hundred percent. So, someone actually t- just gave them content. Someone, someone told us that I should put it in a perspex box that you can just open to have a wee sniff and put it. Uh, is, uh, is that not how you grow bacteria? Is it? I don't know. I think so, yeah. So could, what you're saying is I could grow a Joe Shaughnessy? You'd grow, grow a centre half to replace the one that's just left. But, um, yeah. Do you know what? On that note, we will be back after this. I'm Keanu Backers and you're listening to the Misery Hunters podcast. Thank you, Keanu. And also thanks to Alison for getting that at the, the Player of the uh, Year. Big time. I was also at the Player of the Year, but I got zero. <laughs> She got two. I think. Uh, so. I think we'll probably need to start giving Alison like a, a yearly fee for the to, for the voice notes that she's got as the last two or three years. So hi, fair play. Her. It's helped us a big time. I just feel like like I don't know. I always feel like I, like it'd be dead childish for me to go. Oh, can I get a wee voice note? I, I, I have no confidence I, in that matter. It sounds better. Um, it sounds. I mean, if you had got me there and I was steaming, I I, if I'd had a few drinks, I'd be. Uh, that was uh, that was me last year catching Robinson in the the hall. I wasn't going to do it and then um, Kirsty was with me and went just go and fucking do it. So I went up and went excuse me, can I tell you about our podcast? <laughs> I have a podcast. <laughs> it was just like fuck off, get away. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel that and especially like a lot, of, a lot of the times you just like, the players have got they must really hate these events because for the amount of people that go up and like talk to them uh, like you see them all the time so like I'm not saying like 
Alison should feel bad about it. I think I think she's a lot more approachable than we are, kind of thing. And and thanks for that. We I'd embarrass myself. Aye, that's the problem. Aye. I'd feel like a wee guy Aye. just out, like that. I'd be annoying them. Going, excuse me, excuse me. Can you just say Aye, I'm, hunters? I'm not allowed within two hundred feet a professional goalkeeper. So, uh, aye. I'm going to be allowed near Trevor Carson. Trevor Carson. Do you know, I, I was going to go up and actually speak to him because he, hi Trevor, because we know he will be one of the players listening. Other, unlike yeah. um, Ryan Strain, who clearly had never heard of these words altogether, if you like to listen to this. I'm Ryan Strain and you're listening to the Misery Hunters podcast. <laughs> that had to be edited to take some of those gaps out because he went, Misery uh, Hunters podcast. Yeah, so. Trevor, Trevor's a legend. So he Trevor, yeah, he even messages to tell us he listens. So uh, he knows I, hope, I hope your brother's hangover, because uh, well, that's yeah, he he had a few. <laughs> Unless it turns out Good that because I was going to go up and say, but he was kind of ushering his brother into a taxi, and I was like, you know, that's fine. See, I take it he was this year's Alan Peril then. Aye, <laughs> I'm you're Trevor Carson's brother, <laughs> and I'm misery hunters. <laughs> I really should just load that button up and bring it out all the time. Like, I've not got it loaded up at the moment. That should just be there. But Do I not have a t-shirt as well with that on it? Yeah. Yeah, that one person bought. Fair play. Cheers, Kieran. <laughs> um, so there's been... What, what do we need to talk about now? Oh, players that are staying an in... An eventful week. week. Uh, it has been an eventful week. Um, a Macron's been finally announced that, no, as our yep. next... Even though we Worst had that exclusive... ever. Uh, we mentioned that on the last podcast and it's been on the discord for ages so that's how we know like who's who's actually a patreon and not because it was on our discord and then we, all of a sudden people <laughs> on twitter like last week we're going rumors are we're going to macron i mean we had that on the discord like months ago january i think i said <laughs> that i think about it before i said that but it's not for me to disclose mm. uh Aki, it'll be nice Mac- macron make good kits i think mm-hmm. uh by the way, all the ones that have had Macron up here over the years have been pretty good. The teams that have them in England are nice, so aye, looking forward to that. And then obviously some outgoings have been announced. Um, you know, Curtis Main is going to be a big, big one to to replace. Like, uh, obviously we've got a younger, hopefully back in time for the the start of the season. Where maybe get some of the preseason under his belt. Uh, I don't actually know the severity of the injury at the moment if it's still going to be a few months or what I mean he done it in what he done it in January um, it was PCL so uh, I mean it could be anywhere the, between 9 and 12 months uh, so uh, the initial prognosis was uh, October but I mean but if that if that's accurate by the time he's actually back and kind of fully fit and firing again what, you're, you're into next year aren't you so mm-hmm. we definitely need somebody to come in and replace Main and he's the type of player that he can't exactly replace what he does and what he offers at all mm-hmm. Um, he's a weird one as well because normally we get guys that come to us when they've been good elsewhere like your, your Dargos and all that and they're, they're shite at us they just stink the place up but Main's kind of done the opposite or you get maybe a guy that just doesn't have a good year with us and goes on like I don't know what like a Josh McGuinness goes on to play yes. for Hull and Charlton and mm-hmm. all sorts but it'd be interesting to see where he ends up obviously there was Aye. Like he's got a big money move somewhere. Like there was rumours about Wrexham. I've seen a few rumours pop up that he might be off the heart. I've heard that one before, which, right? Um, yeah, would be. I think the the Wrexham one makes Wrexham one probably makes the most sense for mm-hmm. me. I think uh, mm-hmm. Wrexham. Any time I've seen that, I actually forgot I went to see them, but they, they do play kind of similar. They go away. They've got that big guy Ollie Palmer up front, mm-hmm. who's like six foot five, built at the side of a house, but. He's not really there to score the goals. He's really there to do most of the running about, kind of 
mm-hmm. batter guys about for mulling and chipping where needed, which I mean that is what yeah. Curtis Bain's job role is at St Mirren. So it's he's very good at, and I, I hold absolutely zero grudges over both him and Joe Shaughnessy. The two, and Charles Dunn as well. The guys yeah. that have left for more money and all power to them. It's not as if they've come in, stunk the gaff out, they've been horrendous, they've been good players, they've gave 100% every single time they've played. And I think, especially like a guy like, we'll go back to, well, I mean, while we're on it, may as well look Curtis mainly. How many times have said that it's a bit of a cliche, but the turnaround has yeah, never never seen anything you like that. There's nothing, nothing to compare it to at all, is there? You just can't. Nah, it's a, a total. Anomaly for a submarine player to do that. Usually, once you've had the fans completely against you, that's you. You're done. But you know, credit to him, credit to Robinson for for playing him properly as well, for mm-hmm. doing what Goodwin couldn't and utilising him the way that he's meant to be played. I think the other. I think Richard Tate, as sad as it is, and as good as a player he still is, I think it probably makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, a lot of guys forget these guys were all brought in by Goodwin on probably fairly, they were first choice wages. Mm-hmm. They, they're all probably on big money, which Mark said that a few times. Robinson could probably look to maybe get six or seven guys out of these four players' wages, maybe more. It depends on how how you stretch it. For Tate, I think it, it takes a pretty expensive backup. Yeah, He's a good player, and I think probably we might not have had as many defensive issues on the road in the second half of the season, maybe if we had Tate playing ahead of Tanza, but it's all if buts and maybes. Mm. We finished in a good place and every, every one of them all played their part. A lot of what you said there also kind of applies to Shaughnessy because, yeah, he more or less, he obviously he got a wee run of games towards the end of the season, but he's pretty much a backup and the reason he got that run was because of um, Declan Gallagher's back injury. You know, him fully fit next season is going to be so important for us and if we, um, and, he was brought in as a first team player, our captain. He's going to be on a high first team wage, and you know we would have probably offered him like a backup wage. And he's decided, do you know what? I'd rather play football. Whether you know, like you could see, up? you could see him going to put that team like Partick Thistle if they come up, or aye. you know Dundee or something, or maybe even he goes I, back I to Ireland. He, or... I, I think he starts every week mm-hmm. for somebody like a Partick or a Dundee that comes up that what offers him the right, the right the right money, but aye, what yeah. are they kind of lesser teams? Kilmarnock or Kilmarnock or like St Johnston or something like that he'll probably go and play every week there I think for the level that we want to be at I mean, this is absolutely no dig at Shaughnessy who's been no. tremendous for the most part I just don't think he could be a first team starter for no. a club that no. wants to be consistently mm-hmm. finishing six or higher which is no hard to him he's helped as I said oh, sorry it's 2-0 with Patrick Fisher mm-hmm. that was a belter of a goal <laughs> Uh, but I think all of these guys featured and I said it on the Discord are probably two really important windows for St Mirren and I think I said I mentioned this actually when we were on when we had John Needham on like they were pretty significant in the sense that that was bucking a trend of going about and looking at the scraps in the league like we really went out and identified good players from other teams like Dunn and Tate and like we done last year with uh, uh, in that other window where like again we were picking up guys like Scott Tanzer and Curtis Bain who were playing like a lot of games for their teams before and we went out and cherry-picked them and it kind of turned the fortunes a wee bit. I know obviously the first season under Goodman we finished, the first full season we finished seventh. 
the next year he obviously leaves, but the, the signings were, were big turning points for mm-hmm. the club and it's probably led to what I'm guessing will be another successful window this year. But mm-hmm. I, And, it, and it's, it's funny how we mentioned like Joe Shaughnessy and how important he was to us and stuff, but we were the OG Joe Shaughnessy supporters, remember that? I remember yep. when all you were hated him, for it. A liability, uh, Captain Phil's, he's got anger issues, uh, he's yeah. always been sent off, even though he only had two red cards. And um, The the um, immortal line, uh, Joe Shaughnessy is shite, and so is your podcast. Yep. Love that. So just, I think that was still about, uh, about description on uh, up until uh, some point. Uh, which is only, it's only 50% true. <laughs> yeah. That, that podcast true. isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what we're saying about Curtis Main, like possibly about how he could fit in at Wrexham, it'd be interesting to see him at Hearts because, like, um, mentioned that if you get him and Shankland together, like that is potential to be a really dangerous partnership. However, that needs to be managed correctly, and will Naismith be able to identify and play? To that, well, the Hearts fans, like Hearts fans, will hate <clears throat> that signing. But you they need will to play not take a, to that uh, and I'd, and while he might get a decent payday there, I don't think it will resonate too well, and it might do his stock a bit of harm. So I think there might be a better chance of him going down south. Actually, now that now that I'm talking, I about think him. the next move's all about money for him. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's asked. Rob, Robinson Putin. made the joke that he's cancelling his flight to Calcutta, so. Don't know if maybe he's had some f- some foreign interest money flung. Maybe Lee Irwin's agent's been on the phone. Aye, who can who can blame him? Honestly, fair Aye, fair play. The same does. as well with same as well with Charles Dunn. I think there's a lot of a lot of people. Obviously, with the the emergence of Taylor, it's kind of made people forget that Charles Dunn, for the most part, has been a really really good player. And I think Craig, you nailed it in the in the group chat earlier. Like, yeah, he makes. Maybe a mistake every five or six games, but see for the games that he's not making a mistake in, it's really, really tough to get past. He's a right. rapid, absolutely rapid. He's strong as anything. Covers a lot of mistakes that other defenders make. His pace, and I again for a guy who we signed when he was you know, pretty much putting the scrap peak by by Motherwell at the tail end of his time there because. He was. I think he had. Uh, he had a kind of weird injury where he's like bone with bruise in his knee, mm-hmm. and he was obviously. I mean that that did really look at one point as if it could end his career. So he came here. He's played nearly sixty games in two seasons. He's completely turned around the whole injury prone part of that. He'll he'll be a good pickup for a team in League One. I think if it's rumours are relieved, it's Wickham that he's leaving for. So listen, fair play him. He goes with. No ill will. The same as all the nah. all the guys that are leaving. Mm-hmm. Not at all, not. But I for him and for him and main both. They're two guys that are just kind of getting to the wrong side of thirty now. They get a two-year deal down south for a, a decent kind of chunk of money. That's the they're looking at that as one of their kind of last big deals or last kind of paydays. So you can't grudge it at all. Don't think anyone reasonable does. I know Dunn kind of draws different opinions at times, but no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Had to see the big man go. Some of the players that obviously have deals that extended, but we might still see some see them leave. And I think this is why I think it's going to be a very important season next season for Boyd Months. Is you know you're looking at Bacchus and O'Hara. O'Hara obviously like um, got nearly every player of the year 
trophy there was at the player year um, do, except from the young player there, which went to Alex Grief for some reason, um, <laughs> who's only two years younger than O'Hara. But, uh, you know, you, you would think that clubs might be sniffing about him as well as Bacchus. Ba- like, I think Bacchus has been very non-committal in interviews and stuff about it. Like, he's not 100% sure where he's going to be next season. Like, they're desperate for a soundbite out of him for the interviews. Yeah. Like, they're, they're pushing him and prodding him with questions, asking him where he knows, if he knows where he'll mm-hmm. be next season, if he knows what he's doing. And To be honest, his answers are fine. He says he's still contracted to St Mirren with, mm-hmm. for as long as it happens, he'll still be a St Mirren player. And I think they're just kind of Sweet newspapers are looking for it this time of year. Yeah. They're just trying to catch people out with sound bites, and people do need a wee bit too much into stuff. But aye, it's. I mean, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if a club comes. Like, would be. I think Bacchus is the Bacchus is the one that I think we can probably be okay with losing. Mm-hmm. Not that I think he's a bad player. I think Bacchus is tremendous, mm-hmm. but he's easier to replace than what Strain or O'Hara would be. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, think absolutely. O'Hara would be. I probably like he's. Obviously, he's loving his football here. That's been made clear. Like, he's definitely got like now that Joe Shawnee's away, he is our club captain, um, and and he's well deserved that. Like this season, he's proved that he's got what it takes to be our captain and our leader. Uh, however, like money talks, and he's still like youngish, and he's got a young like family or whatever, and. Like, he's, he's, he's hard he's much harder to replace right. that type of player than and, and if an English championship and, club you know yeah. someone like I don't know Stoke or whatever um, there's, guy, like, there's guys that are down at English championship clubs funny you say Stoke like obviously Alex Neal's their manager These guys like that are going to be so aware of mm-hmm. people playing well up here and for guys in Scot- like Scottish managers down south if they're high in league winner in the championship they've got a bit of money to spend they'll mm-hmm. be looking up in our league for players like that they'll be looking at guys like Mohara they'll be looking at guys like Danda like all of these sorts of players mm-hmm. that could probably go down to the championship fit the style and do well I, th- I think Mohara I could easily be like our record sale like no, we would guarantee okay. you, you would get seven figures for him and then um, you've also got to remember if uh, like a club like Stoke and Alex and you said Alex Neal's boss he paid a million pound for Tony Andrew so um, get that fucking yeah, check off the back yeah off the back of a one season in the mm-hmm. top flight, you know, Marco Harris been a fairly consistent performer. I, th- I know O'Hara will have championship interest, but like I think people have said it before, like if you go down south and you don't really have a particularly great but I think it was James McFadden who actually said that when I was at the the last open goal fan forum, uh, which just another plug for another one of them that I've done that'll be out at some point soon. But uh, McFadden had said talking about Robinson maybe going away he says that if you like by the way that people view English football if you went down there and not succeeded at mm-hmm. first like management like players they don't really tend to look at you again no matter how well you do up here because they'll just have it in their head oh he came down here he didn't do too well which is why Robinson might not get the interest he's maybe mm-hmm. looking for and then the same with O'Hara because O'Hara did go to yeah well, O'Hara had a good, a pretty successful spell at Lincoln when he won the league. He was obviously at Peterborough as well, but for the most part, it ended up in him coming back up here to play for, you know, like Dundee, Motherwell. Wade, sorry, he came back up here alone from Peterborough to Motherwell. Like, it's not really great, and teams probably won't be looking for guys like that. So, yeah, it's the more of the, the unknown. 
yeah, it'll be more of the kind of unknown quantity to them, like your strains and your Bacchus as well. But with Bacchus, did, did he have a bit of interest for was at Huddersfield last? Huddersfield and Norwich up. were, were quoted. Aye. Uh, aye. Which, Listen, well, I, they're good players. Aye. This is unfortunately what happens when you're sick. I think a lot of people, especially down south, will look at this as a kind of anomaly for St Mirren because we're not consistently finishing high up in the league. I think teams are yeah. probably going to think they can come and cherry pick who they mm-hmm. can because they think, fuck, it's just one season out of the blue. So it will need to kind of test the resolve of the board a wee bit to see what... Obviously, if bids come in, that of the day. But if someone's bidding, say someone for, per se... I don't know, Preston bid 1.2 million for Mark O'Hara. Oh, you're so we're, not knocking, we're not knocking that back for a guy no. we signed no. for free from Motherwell. No matter how good he's been, that's 1.2 million that the club can't afford to knock back. Not because we're in any like financial disarray or anything, it's just you're not going to get an offer like that. You need to cash in when it's right and reinvest. That was more money than the right he's got avenues. for finishing six. Yeah, like yeah. Money, money could come in for guys that he's in. I think the Board need to be smart. Robinson knows that, and it's all about the recruitment, really, in my eyes, about how you can replace them. That kind of money coming into a team like St. Martin's, it's not just season changing, it has an impact on the following seasons. It's a, a huge deal for us, but I think we'll play a blinder if we can keep all three of them. We're in dreamland, but if, if we can keep two out of the three, that's great. I think if you do keep Bacchus and Strain, you're probably looking at two even better players next season because mm-hmm. Strain's been injured for. He's been carrying an injury for God knows how long. Bacchus came back after the World Cup. I know folk have said his performance is going to dip off, but to be fair to the guy, he's not really had a break since he hit the ground running mm-hmm. against, it was his first game, Edinburgh City. He stepped off a plane, has been an ever-present, went to the World Cup, came back, straight back in the team, and he's not really been out it much, apart from maybe the odd game. Both two guys that need a break, and they'll come back refreshed and ready to go, so... Fingers crossed we hold on to most of them. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody you want to link us with at the moment? Players we should be looking at. We'll obviously do a, 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 another podcast like this in the summer where players that we think we should look at, but just like a, a quick name. I, I don't know. I think there's, there's guys that when teams are still getting ready to put out what they're released and retained lists, like mm-hmm. you looked at the one that Motherwell put out, I think. Couple of names that came out. I quite like Sean Goss. I think Sean Goss is a good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he kind of fits that sort of mould that Erehon done for. He's maybe a wee bit more legs than Erehon. Uh, the guy Dan Casey as well, who's been released off from Motherwell, was pretty, pretty much one of the the kind of mainstays in Kettlewell's side since he came in. You know, they've been really good defensively as well. So I think he might be left footed as well, which kind of you can tick off two birds with the one stone with that, you're getting a guy who can play in the middle of the three as well as covering for Taylor or vice versa. Like, I, I, It's hard. I, I wouldn't really... I've seen a few people looking at the guys that were released for Dundee United, like guys like Liam Smith and that. Like Liam Smith never played much for Dundee United this year and when he did, he wasn't really... Any any time I've watched him play from this season, he's... Aye, exactly. That's the took the words out of my mouth he's, he's just no really done anything to warrant that kind of speculation but I think it's just because he played for us once listen if, yeah, if, if Robinson it, looks it. at one of these guys and thinks that's what we need then he's earned the right for us to all just kind of take a step back shut up and go right okay let's just see how it plays out mm-hmm. I, I think 
we'll, we'll go into depth during the summer. We'll, when everybody's kind of floating about, we've been linked with a few names, then we can actually start to do proper lists and that. But aye, at the moment, mm-hmm. just let the club do their job. Stop saying you would take everybody and anybody. I love the, the Stephen Fletcher shouts. I've seen a few, despite the fact that he will be on that sinking. With the wages he's probably been offered by Dundee United, he will be see on that ship until it hits the administration iceberg, which is probably another six months' time or something. But that's going to come for that club something off, would it? Even, even Tony Watt. I, I like Tony Watt, and I think if you get a full pre-season out of Tony Watt at our fitness levels fit and, and get him up to, to full speed, if you Tony Watt doesn't really pick up a lot of injuries. Like, I think he would be an asset, but he's not an asset that's worth the money that Dundee United no, pay him no, for. He's, he's looking at looking for that YouTube money now, so he might be able to. Uh... Listen, it all depends if if Dundee United strike a deal to pay him up. He might not be as mm-hmm. he might not be as hard to deal with, but I I think we just need to kind of. I, th- I think that you know, there's probably younger and better out there that don't like as much as I like, I like Tony <laughs> Watt. He carries a little bit of baggage with him, and you know. I'd rather as pick out so another. Him. Well, no, he it's he more does. the media surround that surround him. It's, it's, it's the circus around him a yeah. wee bit, aye. But I think I said as much to somebody online when they were speculating about bringing Tony Watt in like, for the the money he's going to be on. He could probably look at doing better, but yeah, like you say, if if we can strike a decent enough deal, and it's what Robinson wants, and you get him fit, then you've got you, you've cool. got to try like the phenomenal job that Robinson and his recruitment team, you know, Foyle and whatever have done. Like they've got no matter like we could go out there and sign fucking Brigetti or whatever he's called for Dundee United and I'll I'll, I'll just nah, I'll, calm calm down calm no, down but if, Ro- if Robinson says that he's good, like I'll I'll give him the chance I wouldn't I wouldn't be back if I seen Brigetti play for uh, by the way but come back to it, just I mean this is a quick one yes or no answer he's the worst signing ever in the SPFL oh, yeah, I think so yeah uh, Joey Barton. No, that that added comedic value. Well, actually, that, that was, was funny. quite funny. Uh, the United's keeper. Ah, uh, yeah, well. yeah. There's more part to that. Uh, he might have I mean, Birigate was Birigate was funny at first, but it just got to a point. It was actually just a bit sad. That kind of felt nice. bad. It's yeah. not nice to see. Mm. No, but we always seem to turn back to just slagging Dundee United <laughs> somehow. <laughs> it's listen, slagging Dundee United is. Slagging in the United, something I think we should probably look at doing a wee bit more often. I think we should yeah. have a Dundee United corner actually for the podcast. <laughs> well, we, could do, we could just make that one of the Patreons, but um, like just like a, a weekly, like you can pay a bonus three pounds, so that's like six pound total. You get a wee Dundee United co- corner. Yeah, that's right. Listen, Ogden's office or something. We'll call it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll call it that. Um, MisseryHunters.co.uk for all our merch. Paisley Craft Beer Co. or PaisleyCraftBeer.com. I should get the website proper um, for buying your your good beer needs. I've heard that Jenny don't be hazy beers nice. Um, and uh, Patreon.com forward slash Misery Hunters. Sign up three pounds a month. You get extra shows. Uh, you get access to the Discord where you find out such exclusives like we'll be going to Macron like eight months before everybody else knew. And um, <laughs> You can also be in with a chance to win a season ticket this month. And if you stick around, you get entered into a prize draw every month. And as, and we said, as well, if you join, if you join now, you've got a 
bank and a half a podcast to go back on. Uh, that is true. Your summer will be sorted. I mean, some probably... You might, you might even have the chance to win a sweaty Joe Shaughnessy training shirt. I'm not giving up just yet. I've not quite finished um, sniffing it. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll end it at that. And do you know what? <laughs> Fuck Alex Ray. Fuck Scott Arfield. Uh, fuck it really 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 caught me off guard uh, fuck Eric Jemba Jemba <laughs> <laughs> goodbye Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>